Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace belong to you from our God and Father, through his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What a joy to be on the eastern edge of the physical campus of the bridge at St. Paul's in Muskego. Yet to know that we are still at the heart of the kingdom of God where Jesus reigns. That you understand in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that God's people live here in something called church. And then as we heard in the video, there's layers and subsets of that church. Families are here. Family church, mom and dad. Functional family is here. Small groups, friend groups. And you may be a leader. And then together we gather for this thing called congregational church. The big stuff on Sunday morning that only pulses with the same small stuff that pulses in all three churches throughout the week. God is good. And people online welcome to a different spot for live streaming. God be praised. A round of applause for our God as our consistent God. Now, if you're a little OCD like I am and you like things to be in order, it's bumming you out that the back cover of the worship folder is not exactly what I'm preaching on, which is why I gave you the handout with the Word of God on it and the altered outline. Sometimes Pastor Pete and I are good at this. Uh, last minute, rushing an outline to the, for the worship folder to be printed, and three days later you're like, what was I thinking? And so we just redo it. It all works. All right. Ephesians 5, 8 through 20. The Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians. The Ephesians were primarily non-Jewish, so they had not grown up with waiting for a Messiah, Savior, the Son of God. And so Paul addresses these Ephesians. There were some Jews among them, but primarily Gentiles, non-Jewish people, who had come to faith in this Jewish Jesus, this Jewish Savior. And Paul now speaks to them about living their lives, and for us today, within the church that is family, the family that is church. Ephesians 5, 8 through 20. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light, what comes, what what, what the light produces, consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, those who are asleep spiritually in unbelief. Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. 
making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with songs, hymns, psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Word of God, and God's people say, Amen to that. By the way, Mike, very awesome, awesome. If we would have preached the sermon first, then sung the songs, you'd know how well they fit. Beautifully, beautifully chosen, beautifully done. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, <clears throat> raise your hand if you are a mom or dad. Okay, keep your hands up a little bit. Raise your hand if you are a friend in a friend group, which ought to be about everybody. If not, we got to lean in and love you and make you part of our friend group. All right. So if you are a mom or a dad or you're in a friend group, well, welcome to family church. Welcome to that small group nucleus where the church lives. Now, you think about this. Hopefully, everyone in your family is a believer in Jesus. That's really nice. But sometimes not everyone in family is a believer in Jesus. That doesn't mean we shine less. It means we shine with more love. And your friend group, maybe you're the only one in your friend group who's a believer in Jesus. That's okay. You're going to shine because that's who you are. Now, maybe you're thinking, now, pastor, I'm hearing stuff about me being a pastor. That's why you're up there and I'm not. Well, guess what? If you are a mom or a dad or you are a friend and you love Jesus, God has called you in his own way personally, not publicly, but personally, to be a spiritual shepherd to other people. For that's what the word pastor means, shepherd. To be a spiritual shepherd. Now maybe you're thinking, Pastor Nate, I am not cut out to be a spiritual shepherd. I'm just here to listen. Well, guess what? God gets that. Thus, our theme, family church is personal. It begins with you and me. No matter who we are, where God is planted, God is calling us to shine for him. Paul says, you were once darkness, now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You are a child of the light if you believe in Jesus as your Savior. Think about that. I am a child of the light, and so are you. What does that mean? I had a friend named Tony. Tony's in heaven with Jesus now. But whenever I would go see Tony as he sat in his, his, his wheelchair toward the end, I'd say, Tony, if, if, a, if a bus hit you tomorrow, and he'd laugh because part of him would have welcomed that. He had, he had, he had amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, an offshoot of that. Right? But I'd say, Tony, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, would you be in heaven or hell? And he'd, he'd laugh, he'd look at himself, and I, Pastor Nate, I, I don't think I'd be there. And I said, Tony, you got to remember what Jesus has said to us, and you have to let Jesus have the last word in our life and in our living. 
And we recounted the story of, of, of the Apostle Paul and the jailer at Philippi when God did a miracle to free Paul and all the other prisoners by having an earthquake shake the jail and all the prison doors flew open and the jailer was going to kill himself because if you were a Roman jailer and you let a prisoner go, they killed you anyway. And so he was going to fall on his sword. And Paul's like, stop, no, we're all here. Don't harm yourself. And the man came rushing forward and we get the sense that he had heard some words about Jesus already through this Apostle Paul. And he dropped on his knees before Paul. He said, what must I do to be saved? And it's like Paul reached out and pulled up his chin and taught him to look up. And he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your entire household. That through faith in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And if you believe that Jesus is your Savior who died on the cross for you, you are forgiven. And guess what? You're a child of the light. A child whom God, Jesus, lovingly coaches to always look up. Would I be in heaven tomorrow if I got hit by a bus? You better believe it because the guy on the throne said, I died for you. I gave you life eternal. Trust me. Listen to me. Don't look down at yourself. Look up and listen to me. You are a child of the light. So if that's the message of the kingdom of God, believe in Jesus, don't be afraid. Heaven is yours. Look up. Why isn't this place full, overflowing with people, and there's five services here on a Sunday morning? We'll get there, by the way. We'll get there. But why isn't it? Why not? Well, there's this truth that if we hang around Jesus enough, he'll make us different. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Look out, the more we hang out in God's house, the more we hang out with God as our friend, the more we look like him, which is scary when sometimes you look at families out there and you got a doppelganger in your own kid and part of it is because you dress your kid like you, right? But the longer we hang out with our God, the more we look like him, the more we sound like him, and the more we do the things that he does. Genuinely being a good person who cares about others. Oh, we struggle with selfishness. Righteous before our God, forgiven, and so trying to act like him. Looking and sounding like our God, living in the truth. And so when we come here to the bridge, MKE, we know we're going to hear the truth. The Spirit of God will come and speak to us through the Word and tell us, what is God's will for this life and why can I trust Him? And the Spirit teaches us to look up because the guy who died on the cross for me and has promised me eternal life will not lie to me in his life about how to live. Well, yeah, it's cool. Let me tell you a story about a man named Ted. I'd sing it, but that might lower it a little bit, right? Let me tell you a story about a man named Ted. 
Ted thought he loved Jesus. Can't judge his heart, but he thought he loved Jesus, and he's rolling along in life. And he falls in love, and he gets married, and that happens in God's house. And then they have some kids, and they baptize those kids in the kingdom of God in God's house. But then one day, Ted kind of decided to himself, he didn't want to be like God anymore. He didn't want to be the leader for his family that God had called him to be just by having those little ones in his arms. And Ted said, I'm not doing it anymore. And he walked out of his family church. And I think he's walked away from the church that was his family. And he's living life on his own without the words of God pasted on his life. Now there's hope for Ted. Because Ted had heard enough about Jesus before he walked away. And the thing about our Jesus is our Jesus is constant in his love. He never forgets what he did for us and what he promised us. He's the one who said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness and they will have the light of life. If you are a child of the light, it's because Jesus is the light first, the one who came into this world and shattered the darkness by dying on the cross to forgive our sins and give us life eternal. And boom, faith goes, wow, Lord, thanks for the light. But let us never forget that that light for all people will not go out until the last day of all things. Which is why it's so important for us to remember that family church is personal. We are all children of the light. And it makes us mindful of how to live. To make an impact on our world still. My prayer is that Ted, you probably know a Ted in your life, that my prayer is that Ted will someday remember that God so loved the world, including me, and he'll come back to the family that was church and the church that is his family through faith in Jesus. But in the meantime, there's work for you and me to do. Paul says, Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. My friends, family church is personal, which means that as a child of the light, you are mindful of how you live. Uh, my wife has started watching a new, a new series, new to us, maybe old news, but it's, it's Emergency New York City, I think is the title. Emergency NYC. I watched a little bit yesterday with her. But anyway, there's a doctor team in New York City 
that before they, as they're preparing to do, do, to do neurosurgery on the brain and the spinal column, the, the, the chief surgeon will call the team around the table, the person in the middle. Now, many in, the, in, this, in this series are Christian. But what he will do is he will call for a moment of mindfulness. A moment of mindfulness to focus on what is about to happen and the need to be focused for the good of this patient on the table to do the best job we can to save him or her. Mindfulness. That's how God, how, what Paul is referring to when he tells us that we are to live our lives finding out what pleases God, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but grabbing hold on what, onto what is light. Finding out what pleases God. You know, being a Christian and growing in faith is not a passive thing. Hopefully as you're sitting in worship week after week and cracking your Bibles, hopefully day after day, you're reading the word of God and you're actively, Lord, teach me how to live. Show me how to live. Because what, how we live has an impact as the children of the light shining for Jesus. And sometimes people say, well, I believe in Jesus as my Savior, but I don't know how to live. And then we are like, well, Jesus gave us ten helps to all the Ten Commandments, right? It helps us begin our journey of how to, how to be like God, look like him, and do what he does. You shall have no other gods before me. Nothing else in my life will become my God that I will listen to it and follow it. You will be my God, the one who died for me. I will live my life for you. Honor your father and mother and all authority. God, I'm going to do that because I trust you who gave your life for me. I may not like who is in office or what they're doing in office, but I'm going to obey them and honor them because they're, you put them there. You established them, your word says. And Lord, I know how bad my neighbor is, but I'm always going to think the best of my neighbor because that's what you do with me. Put faith in my heart and you declare me forgiven and holy in your sight. Help me to think the same way of others, to love that way, but to put the best construction you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. Three of the ten, right? But then there's an overarching, love your neighbor as yourself. That makes it easy. Er. How do I want to be loved? How do I want to be loved? Do I want people to think the best of me? Then I'll think the best of them. Do I want people to respect my opinion even if I, if I talk about Jesus? Yeah, then I'll respect theirs. Love your neighbor as you want to be loved. Actively seeking, actively seeking to find out what pleases the Lord. And you've probably heard this summary little statement before. But when it comes to God's commandments, they aren't ten suggestions, right? They're ten commandments on how to love. And it's a truth that God will put up with many things in our heart, but second place is not one of them. When God is first in our heart, the one sitting on his throne who died for me, that's the beginning of loving my neighbor as myself as he loved me. Paul goes on. 
Be very careful then, mindful, careful then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as, as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you've spent some time in Scripture, you know that we are in the last times, the end times of this world. That the apostles 2,000 years ago were pretty sure Christ would come in the clouds at any time because the signs of the end were there. We are living in the last days. But God does not want us to cower in the darkness and woe is us. Because you think of, of the, the heat and the fires and the flooding and the melting ice and the wars and the hatred all over the planet. This is God knocking on the door of the world and saying, hey, it's temporary. It's going to end. But I sent my son to save you from your sin and to save you from the hurt of the world and to bring you safely home to me. And so what the world needs from us in these dark days is to shine for our Jesus. To shine for our Jesus. To shine with his love. How do you do that? I, could, I thought about doing a poll. Raise your hand on a scale of 1 to 10. If you're 10 being really grumpy and 10, I'm just so happy I could cry. I'm not going to do that. But are you grumpy today or happy? Because if, if, if you're the pastor of your family church, it really is bad if the pastor up front is grumpy and yelling at God's people because I'm grumpy. How do you not be grumpy? Psychologically, counselors will tell you, if you don't, you don't start your day off well, Go stand in the bathroom, look in the mirror, and make faces at yourself till you laugh. Start the day with a smile. After you're done with that, the Christian can go, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me. So sing to yourself. If you're flat, no one's listening but you and God. And you'll smile. And you start your day knowing I am a child of the light forgiven. God says so. He has the last word. And I'm different than the world, not in an arrogant way, but in a way so that I can shine for the world. A good day starts with me. It's fun to go into the store and be the friendliest person the clerk has ever seen. I love a grumpy clerk. <laughs> hey, how's your day going? Must be good. Well, yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that. Can I pray for you? Whoa, but the friendliest. You go into a restaurant, you buy some food, you're the friendliest customer they've ever seen that day. And you tip them well. And if they didn't serve you well, you still tip them with a smile because your Jesus in heaven will take care of you. You're going to shine for Jesus. You see, you and I, as children of the light, are different. Different by how we love. Our love is all-encompassing, not just me, not just those like me. It's all-encompassing. If you live in an apartment or you, you, your neighbor moves out next door, have you ever prayed that God would send somebody really different than you to move next door or, li or live across the hallway? Maybe a different color to their skin, maybe a different belief in their heart. Give me someone different so that I can learn and grow and know and shine with Jesus. 
taking the most of every opportunity because the days in which we live are dark. A good day starts with me. Decisions with God in mind. You and I know from Scripture that a nice cold beer and a brat is a thing from God. I can have that beer, right? But Paul says, don't be, be wise, don't be unwise. Have a beer, but don't get drunk. Because if you get drunk, you lose control of me, you lose control of self, you start doing things your own way, and that hurts people. You ever wonder where we get the word, the word you know, there's a, a liquor store down the street called the House of Spirits? This text, Paul says, don't be filled with the spirits of this world. Be filled with the spirit of God. And then you'll be able to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the spirit. Singing songs from your heart with gratitude to your God. You and I want to be filled with the spirit of God who so permeates our life that we just shine for Jesus. The day is dark. Opportunities abound around us. You and I have purpose. That kind of life is intentional. Army specialist Ross McGinnis. December 2016, 19 years old in a turret, in a Humvee, a gun turret on top. When a grenade fell in through the turret, and without thinking, he threw his body on top of the grenade. It went off. His body absorbed the explosion, most of the shrapnel. He died. His three buddies inside the Humvee survived. You know what they said about him? doesn't surprise me. That's how he lived. Of course, he'd fall on the grenade. How wired are we in these last days to love people to the end, whatever it took? You know, we have a greater inspiration than Ross McGinnis. We have this guy named Jesus Christ. Think about what Jesus did. He came into this world to fall on the grenade for you and me, didn't he? He didn't come saying, Father, I need to go to a brewer game before I can die on the cross, and I want to go hiking in the Rocky Mountains before I die on the cross, and I'd love to travel to Hawaii and help those people who, that, where the fires were. I, no, he said, Father, I came to die for the sins of the world. And in the garden the night before he died, Father, if there's some other way, this is going to be hard to be so different from the world that I will love them unconditionally and die for them when they don't love you and me. And the Father said from heaven, my son, this is what we got to do to be different and to bring light into a dark place. My friends, how light is your family? How light is your circle of friends? 
Is it, is, it a, is it glowing with Jesus, flowing from you? Are you shining for him? My guess is on a scale of one to ten, we'd be somewhere in the middle. But keep coming to church. Keep coming to the family that is church here at the Bridge MKE. Keep slapping God's word onto your life and looking at him while you're brushing your teeth. And God will help you grow. God will help you shine. Like it or not, you're a pastor in a family church. It's time to shine as children of the light in these last days that are dark. We pray. Great God and Lord, we come before you this beautiful day with thanks and praise on our lips that we sit before you as children of the light. Not because of ourselves, because when we look down, we know our sin. We know our need for a Savior. But we also know you gave us one, the only one we'll ever need. His name is Jesus, our brother and our friend and our God. We thank you that he has put personal faith into our hearts by the work of your spirit to trust him with all that he has done, all that he is for us, and all that he says to us. Never will you leave us, O Lord. Never will you forsake us. You promised that. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You promised that. You are the God of power and might and of love. You are the foundation of church. May you be the foundation of our personal families. May you be an influence in our personal friend circles. And may you be the heart and core of this church, day after day, week after week, message after message, that we may shine for you in a world full of hurt, in a world full of darkness, but yet you glow for the world through us with the message of your Son. Help us be your children of the light, by hanging on to what you tell us and help us shine for you in our families, our friend groups, and here, all to your glory. And now, Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear the words of the prayer that your Son has taught us. We pray it to you with great boldness because he taught them to us and died for us that you may hear. So hear our prayer to your glory, O Lord, and to the blessing of our lives. We join together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And now receive with believing hearts the blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and give you his peace. And together God's people say, Amen.
Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.